Hello and welcome to a special edition of the In The Money Players podcast. This is our show for, uh, excuse me, Saturday, I almost said Sunday, Saturday, June 4th. It is Betmakers Day at Monmouth Park. It is also Pick Your Prize, the contest. So all kinds of interesting stuff happening at Monmouth on Saturday. I'm going to be there shortly after we finish recording this. I'm, I'm hopping on the boat and heading down that way. And the two gentlemen I'm about to introduce are going to be there this weekend as well. We'll start with uh, the regular who's been doing all of our Monmouth segments with us from Betmakers, Dallas Baker. Dallas, what's going on? Oh, Pete, get like a, I think like you, getting ready for a pretty big weekend of, ra- a weekend of racing. Uh, it's pretty exciting. It's uh, The racing's building up at Monmouth Park where – Starting to get some good weather, uh, which we didn't have, which we couldn't be accused of at the first few weeks of the season. So it's, uh, yeah, it's getting, we're getting into it. It's great. 12 race card highlighted by the Mr. Prospector Stakes. Going to be, Brian Skirker tells me, contest players participating from 38 states. Now, I'm not sure how many of those are online and how many will be there at Monmouth, but one of the ones will be traveling a few hundred miles anyway to get down to Monmouth. On Saturday, a regular, you just heard him actually, if you're an In The Money Plus person, as we did the show for the Friday card, he is uh, Race Lens Power user, Matt Vagvolgi. Matt, how are things? Doing great, Pete. How are you? Uh, it's it's good to be uh, good to be down on the Jersey Shore. Got here last night, uh, a little bit of rain, but looks like it's clearing up. And uh, yeah, definitely, uh, definitely looking uh, at a nice view of uh, the ocean right now. I was tickled. That's very cool. I was tickled to see that the forecast for... Uh, the forecast for, for New York today is rainy, but it sounds like it's going to have blown out and we should be okay. And the weather looks even better when it comes to Saturday. So really looking forward to, to, to getting down there and seeing you guys. We're going to dive right in because we're going to do something different. We're going to touch on all 12 races on this card, starting with our opener, where we've got a $7,500 claimer going a mile and a 16th on the dirt for three-year-old Phillies and Mares. Dallas, we'll bring you in first to just give us a, an overview of the, of the market on this one. Yeah, it's really a battle between Murumbi and Lap of Luxury for favoritism. Murumbi is uh, currently uh, $3 on our books, which is 2 to 1 in the fractional odds, ahead of 5 to 2 of Lap, Lap of Luxury, $3.50 decimal. And then the top one, Beautiful Star, is snipping at their heels at 7 to 2 in the fractional markets, or $4.50 decimal. Very similar to the way the morning line has it. Matt, from a betting point of view, is this a race you're, you're likely to make a contest play in? And, and who do you like? Uh, I don't know if I'll make a contest play. I, I, I think I, you know, I, I agree with uh, Murambi as being uh, probably the top choice. Um, just, I, I think, again, fits with this. I think towers over this group, to be honest with you. But how much do you trust any horse in this race? So uh, one horse I thought that was a little bit interesting was uh, the four still doing time. Um, just based on a pace perspective, I think this horse can get loose this level, uh, you know, not many horses like to, like to pass each other. So that's, that's just a, you know, basic angle, but, uh, you know, I think still doing time has an interesting, uh, interesting shot there. Uh, well, first, right. but, well, 12 to one currently Matt. So uh, get your, get your, get your skates on and get to the track and get the price. Yeah, I think, I think <laughs> I'm going to have to do it. I think I'm going to have to do it. So, uh, off a bit of a layoff, you know, that's a little bit of a concern, but again, this horse has shown uh, the ability to get to the front end and not turn back. We'll have to certainly step up, but uh, no, uh, Dallas, I agree with your your perspective on on the top two. I think they get the uh, the they get the betting uh, betting today, and they probably uh, decide the first race uh, here at Monmouth. All right, race number two. We've got two year olds, Phillies, um, four and a half on the dirt for this contest. Six go poster. Let's start with you on this one, Matt. 
Uh, I'm going to go with, uh, again, this is, uh, you know, a, a tough, uh, tough two-year-old race to start things out. Um, I was going to go with uh, uh, Carrots Forever, the number four. Um, if you look at Owens on a training stat perspective, uh, again, first time out, 20% winners, got a $2 ROI there. Um, if you also look to break that down a little bit more, if you look at it past five years, first time starters with two-year-olds only, that jumps up to 33% winners and a positive 23% ROI and a very nice median win price of $7.40. So that's where I'm going to go to, uh, to, to, to get the second race going uh, in, a tough, uh, in a tough two-year-old race uh, here at Monmouth. Interesting way of using the stats there for sure. And, and two-year-old race is definitely a place where, where that makes sense to try to apply them. Dallas, what, what do you have Matt's tip, carrots forever at, uh, as an opening price? Well, with all due respect, this is a battle of uh, individual interests usually, Pete. And I hope uh, Matt's interesting stats are incorrect because if they are, we'll take a bath on the race. We've got it, we've got it at 12 to 1 or thereabouts. Uh, the favorite is $2.70 and in Sweet Harmony, which is around about the 8 to 5 mark or thereabouts in fractionals and that's ahead of my true passion around a fat five to two at three dollars eighty ahead of and then the next one in the market is girl trouble down the bottom at uh, four dollars forty decimal or seven to two fractional race number three is a claiming race sixteen thousand dollar claimers that is three and up fillies and mares a mile and a sixteenth on the turf um, this is one that we will hopefully keep on the turf and i think from what i'm seeing that seems likely assuming things stay the way they are dallas Who's going to be the favourite? Yeah, I think we'll stay on the turf, Pete. It's a similar weather pattern to what we saw last week, and the turf play, played uh, perfectly. Yeah, as uh, as Matt had mentioned, we gave a little bit of rain about, but that's going to clear throughout the day. Um, and, uh, yeah, should, I think we should be pretty confident we're on the turf, especially on Saturday anyway. Um, but back to race at number three on Saturday, and your favourite at five to two is Texas Magic, uh, $3.50 on the fractional, just ahead of Masetta, Number three at three to one or four dollars fractional, and seven to two is uh, the bottom one, which probably won't run because I just said it's going to be off. It's probably stay on the turf, um, but uh, assuming that that is the case, the next pick is Mosler's Image at five dollars or four to one. Matt, let's see. Can you give us a double-digit odds horse three races in a row here to start things off? Uh, no, I, I, again, Dallas, if you give me five to two on uh, Texas Magic, uh, I think I might be uh, might be uh, joining you again here. Um, this is probably one of my favorite plays of the day, uh, to be honest with you. Um, I just think it's a perfect trip. Uh, I think sits right behind the uh, the pace setter. I, I expect uh, you know Mulder's image and in, in, uh, was a golden oldie to to get uh, to get out to the lead and, and impress that pace a bit. I just think Texas Magic sits an absolute perfect spot. And then you know you look at uh, you know Rodriguez in terms of uh, some numbers here. I, I think they they stick out nicely. You know for twenty seven percent first time Lasix. Uh, also, uh, if you look at off the claim, uh, looking at it, uh, 30 to 60 days off the claim, 26% with a $2.34, uh, ROI. But, uh, one of the ones that I, I really like here and, uh, is looking at off a win last time out, uh, you know, 26 starts, 38% winners. It's, that's a nice hitting at a nice clip and also has a really nice, uh, late pace figure. So I think it's a perfect trip. I like some of the numbers here on the trainer side. Uh, hopefully that, uh, hopefully the morning line holds up, but, uh, five to two, I'll take that. And I think that's going to be a, a contest play for me for sure. That's an interesting stat that how they do with a horse that won the last time, suggesting that the barn can get them good and keep them good. Let's see how good we are in race number four, where we've got three and up maiden special weights going six furlongs on the dirt. 
got to be some special challenges in pricing up a race like this Dallas, where you've got uh, so many of them that have never run in the afternoon. Who did you make the favorite? We have come up with the favorite, uh, a bit of a battle between um, Inspired Mischief number five and Ballantyne number eight. Ballantyne's the current favorite at the moment, just at two to one or three dollars uh, $3 fractional. The decimal price for Inspired Mischief is $3.20, so a tick over 2 to 1 for that. So they're fighting it out for favouritism. Um, and the next pick is the top one, Parsons Stowe at $5 or 4 to 1 fractional, Peter. No surprise seeing those uh, big ticket barns, Chad Brown, Todd Pletcher, sending the ones out here that are going to open up the shortest prices. Matt, from a punting point of view, who do you like? Uh, I th- I'm going to try to hopefully I get a little bit of a price here uh, on on the one past and stow. Uh, I, you know, I agree with, uh, you know, again, you look at the connections with uh, with others, you know, especially uh, Inspired Mischief with, uh, you know, Paco Pletcher. You know, of course, you're going to see money gra- gravitate uh, that way. But a couple a couple stats I'll pull out for uh, for Hall and Offer here. Um, you know, first time out, 20% winners. That's a nice clip, but also a $3.68 cent ROI. And combine that with first-time Lasix of 33% and a $5.10 ROI. So, again, I, I, getting these horses ready to, to run uh, run first time out. Um, I think Castillo is also running hot. You know me, Pete. I, I probably take the uh, the hot jockey angle probably a bit more than, than most. It's just a sign of confidence, and I think this horse is uh, I think this horse is ready to run, and I think you got the right jockey aboard. So uh, I'm going to go with the one, uh, Pass and Snow. And maybe those big names, big name trainers with the two at the top of the market help make the market yeah, a little you know, bit. Can I said something there too? I mean, obviously, you know, I mean, please don't everybody take this wrong. Chad Brown is an absolute superstar. But the few horses, and we're talking off a limited sample that have come to Monmouth early in the season, they have been well supported and they haven't they haven't gone an inch. Like they've been they've run 99th. So um, <laughs> like obviously it's going to take uh, you know, the stable's gonna take a lot of money, but it and stables flying everywhere else. But with just with a very small sample at Monmouth, the they haven't really gone all that good. So it's probably worth keeping in note and probably why we'll be happy to um, happy to take on the might of Chad Brown, which is probably an exercise in stupidity. But, um, <laughs> you know, but, but, you know, you can only play what's in front of you and what's in front of you has been that so far. And we've talked about that before. Matt and I both big believers in trying to sometimes make small sample size stats actionable when you can get ahead of the market in a situation like that. So that's something to pay attention to. It could change in a hurry, but it's something to pay attention to. I'm sure with Chad Brown it probably will, but if it, if you just got this little small window of opportunity, you might want to try and take it. <laughs> race number five is next. We've got an allowance race, nice-looking allowance race, six furlongs on the dirt. Just six runners, but a pretty tightly grouped in the market, I'm going to guess. Dallas, you, I'm guessing you don't have much of a band between the top five and the No, market. you're pretty well spot on there, Pete. Uh, and we're two equal, with equal favorites. Uh, I know that's a, uh, an, an interesting thing for people in the U.S. with morning lines to get their heads around. But, yes, you can have equal favorites in the world of betting, Pete. Cecilia Mike and Times Union are equal favorite at 2 to 1 or $3.00. Ahead of Rookie South, so five dollars fifty or nine to two, and as you mentioned, the next ones at five and six to one. The Jones Boy and Steady Till Ready down the bottom. Matt, who's your fancy in here? Uh, another another horse I really like today. Going to be uh, definitely another contest play for me is the Four uh, Times Union. Uh, curious to see what price I get. Um, again, same same connections that we saw. In the last race, uh, guys, and but uh, another thing to add too, you know, 
talked about uh, you know hot jockey angle, but also again hauling up for the last thirty uh, last thirty days thirty three percent with above a two dollar uh, two dollar sixty two cent ROI. So uh, that's I just think it's gonna be tough to catch in the front end. I, I look at it from a pace perspective, the early and middle average pace figures for this horse. Uh, again, I know we're looking at a, at a small sample of one race, but again, just comparative of what I feel like when I look at my numbers of what this horse can jump up to, it's going to be very tough for this horse to be caught on the front end. So that's that's where I'm going in uh, in race five, Pete. I'm going to look at the number four times union. Not just being a homer. Being I was going to say, I was gonna say not because it's the hometown paper, Pete, but then I like the horse as well. <laughs> race number six at Monmouth. We're back to two-year-olds once again. I'll be heading down to the paddock to see these Colts who are about to go four and a half on the dirt. Matt, we'll keep this one with you. So, uh, you know, when I looked at, so we're looking at, um, we're going, what, five and a half on the turf here? Um Four, unless sorry, I, no, unless I, I called out the wrong race, it's four and a half on the dirt. That's why I asked, because I, I thought I fat-fingered my uh, my uh, my laptop. <laughs> that's, that's why I asked. Um, I, I thought the uh, the number one um, running right by you, uh, again, this is, this is a race I don't have much of an opinion on, but if I were to stick to anything just on the bottom side, if you look on, on the damn Winalicious, uh, out of 27 for 26 with, uh, with Firsters there, 27% win percentage. But 60% in the money. So, uh, again, these horses do get bet. But I didn't have much opinion here, Pete. But I just uh, kind of fell back on the damn side to see if uh, maybe I can catch a little bit of a price. Maybe that 5-1 to one holds up. I love those damn side pedigree angles. And I think they typically are underrated by the market. Is that something, Dallas, that gets factored into the algorithm that you guys use or that you use when you're setting prices for a race like this do you look at the dams produce much and what do you think about this market absolutely. like i mean uh, like into the algorithms uh, absolutely everything gets factored into it personally personally i'm the type of person who looks at uh, breeding until the point of the horse has proven itself like i think um you know obviously for the with a uh, with a race of first starters there's not a lot of things to grab hold of but um, yeah, so but it definitely algorithms do factor uh, factor all of that into into the play. But uh, me personally, I think once the horse has had a few starts and improved themselves over a little bit of distance or not, well, you can throw you know they, they've they've said what they are as an athlete, and then you can take it from there. But um, back to the betting side of things, running by you, running by right by you, Matt. You said you'd take five to one. You can have six to one, mate. Seven dollars is the current price being bet. Um, and our favourite in this race at two to one is Roll Again Dancer, three dollars decimal, uh, three dollars seventy decimal for Royal Mover, and that would then take you out to ER number two at five dollars and fifty cents, or nine to two fractional. How does the betting for tomorrow work? If we were to go see you today, this is purely theoretical, of course, Dallas. But if we were to go see you today, can we bet on tomorrow, or does that window not open until? Um, basically, uh, our tote operators. Uh, well, for today, they normally get there at uh, you know half an hour before the first on um, on Saturdays and Sundays. So I assume that's the same today. So for probably around about half past one, or thereabouts, you can bet on both all races today and all races tomorrow that are uh, that are up online. So. Um, Whilst there's nobody there to take a bet right now as we're recording this Friday morning, Pete, um, I suppose by the time most people are listening to us, we will be live and active and betting and trading. Let's talk about race number seven, gentlemen, and I use that term loosely. Yes. We've got $16,000 claimers once again, fillies and mares, three-year-olds and up, five and a half on the turf this time. 
who did you make the favourite, Dallas? Harold Angel at around about the three to two mark, a skinnier three to two with two dollars forty the fraction of uh, the decimal odds. That is ahead of expect to be ready. Uh, number ten, four dollars twenty, so a touch over three to one. And uh, oh, sorry, I should tell a lie. Magic Moonstar's next pick, three dollars fifty or five to two. So market order is Herald Angel, Magic Moonstar ahead of expect to ready. All right, Matt, where, where do you want to cherry pick in that uh, field? Well, I'm going to go a little bit of a different direction here. And you, you mentioned, um, you know, small sample sizes. And Pete, we just chatted about that on the uh, In the Money Plus show. Um, and that's going to be in regards to the number seven, Harold Angel, um, for a couple of reasons. I, I, I'm against this horse for a few reasons. A, you draw Paco Lopez in a turf sprint, right? Getting absolutely bet off the board. And as we discussed, Pete, you know, as of right now, again, short sample, but Paco is not only 0 for 4, but every one of those horses were pennies to the dollar. So, again, all of those horses have been on or near the lead. So I question, you know, that early pace figure that's always – or that early pace style that's been very good at Monmouth over the years. I don't know if that's changed. Again, I don't know if the with with the crop change, if that's going to come into to be to be different this year. The numbers are showing that it might be. And, again, you know, with Paco being 0 for 4 and drawing a lot of attention – and and being you know really really bet off the bet off the board. I'm going to look elsewhere. So uh, again, just wanted to give you that. But also too, when you look at it on a trainer perspective for the seven Harold Angel, uh, again, if you look at the distance and and on the you know going uh, five and a half on the turf over ten, and if you look at o- off over six months uh, uh, zeros as well across the board. So again, I- I'm going to take a little bit of a negative angle uh, against this horse, and I'm going to take a shot with the horse that I have as. You know the best late pace, and also some really nice figures for for horses that are posted to the inside. So um, I'm going to go with the two Majestic Queen. Uh, probably going to get a nice price on this. Uh, Dallas will be curious to see uh, what absurd price you'll give me on on this one. But uh, does I, twenty one sound all right? I'm sorry. Does twenty to one sound okay? Yeah, twenty to one. I think I'll come see you again as well. You got to get a seat for me. Yeah, I think, I think I'm going to be visiting you a lot here to, today and then tomorrow. I'm um, sure. I'm assuming you're down at Long Branch, Nick. I tell you what, tell you what, that uh, um, that uh, Matt, I should say. Geez, I'm getting confused with the previous uh, <laughs> previous week's Pete. But uh, you might be uh, you might be making a beeline to the course. So I'd, get, I'd say people better get out of your way to get some of the prizes <laughs> offer for you there. Hey Dallas, that's how you win contests, right? You got to got to try to find some prices and get away from uh, get away from the shorties. So exactly right. Uh, you know, so again, it's just I'm looking at it from uh, on a stats perspective. I just think this horse could come rolling late. Um, I've got a monster late pace figure for this horse. My only knock is I think this horse has to come from the clouds, and coming from the clouds, going five and a half, is never uh, really the thing you want to be. But uh, but again, I, I don't I don't trust I don't trust other horses in this race, especially the uh, the who's going to be a short price favorite uh, in Herald Angel with with Paco aboard. So uh, I'm going to take a shot with the two uh, Majestic Queen. Let's talk about race eight, $12,000 claimers, six furlongs, three and up a field of seven goes postward. Matt, can the, can this run of uh, prices you, you're giving us uh, continue in here, or is this one going to be more uh, decided by the top of the market? Uh, you know what? We'll see. I, I guess uh, we'll see what, um, what uh, Cactus Jack, the number five comes back on and man, just some monster trainer figures here, uh, our trainer stats here. Um, I think this horse can show some speed. I also think it sit right off the pace as well, so it can be tactical. Um, again, I just looking at it, just second off, uh, second off the layoff here, coming in from Tampa. Um, I, I think this horse has some talent. Um, you know, again, good jockey trainer combination here, um, and just hitting at 
just huge clips. I mean, for the distance and on the surface, 39% winners off six, uh, 30 to 60 days, 30% winners claiming races. We're looking at almost 40% winners in, in the claiming ranks. So again, I just, I like the horse. I like the connections. Uh, I think this horse can, uh, can, can, uh, can make a nice run today. So uh, I guess Dallas will ask you, what are you going to give me? Uh, give me a uh, 20 to one on this horse as well, or what? <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's lovely. Uh, five to five dollars, four to one. Is that somewhere in the middle that we can meet and make you happy? I think that can work. I think that can work. If I grab that close to the morning line, I think I'm interested. All right, lovely. Well, that is currently, that's its current price, but our favourite is down the bottom, High Five Cotton, that's $2.50, or 3 to 2 in the in the fractional language, ahead of Arcadia Calls at $4 and 3 to 1. And then there you are at $5 with Cactus Jack, and the next pick in the market is Binkster at $5.50. Um, but just a bit, you were commenting about the track a little bit before, Matt, and... Um, um, I think what we saw over the weekend was pretty much um, pretty reflective of what the weather was. Like we got when we got to Monday, it was dead set fence and leaders on fire. But that was after you know three baking days of heat and clearly the hottest day. It was just 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 you know I mean I I don't know what other people's theories on uh, fast track racing is or you know what what, what makes it a leaders track. But usually I've found anywhere in the world that it's always going to advantage leaders when it's baking hot and the track has been baked for a few days and that was the case but then in on the friday and uh sorry we were saturday and sunday where it wasn't quite that and there was a bit of rain it was exactly what you were saying it was um you know it was playing a little bit more even the monmouth has got a reputation for so um i I am a track bias perv i love track bias but that was sort of how i was reading it was playing pretty much to what the um to what you'd expect the weather conditions to be over the weekend and we got a bit of a sample of of, of three different types of tracks as the as the weather pattern progressed through last weekend, in my opinion, anyway. That's interesting. That's definitely interesting. And also interesting to me is how on Friday at Monmouth, we have the fabulous Moolah running. And then on Saturday, we get Cactus Jack. Tempted to wear my Cactus Jack t-shirt, but I'm not going to do it because I believe in the fancy bet makers area where we'll, we'll be hanging out. I believe a jacket is required, so I'll leave the I'll leave the t-shirt leave the t-shirt at home. But I, I I like I like the case on Cactus Jack, and I love the name. I'm pretty sure we'd let you in without a jacket on, Pete. <laughs> I I I wouldn't feel I'd feel so out of place. I do I do enjoy rocking the t-shirt on a hot day at the track, but I think the weather's going to actually be perfect. I think it'll be comfortable. In absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Race number nine, maiden claimers, thirty thousand dollar claimers five furlongs on the turf uh for the for uh, three-year-olds and up matt i'm going to throw this back to you to get your idea of the winner uh you know i'm going to take a look at a horse trying the turf uh for the first time and that's uh amity road um again i i think fits with this bunch um i think we'll enjoy the enjoy the turf like street boss on the top um so i i and again just Going back to connections that we talked about it quite a bit with uh, with Hollendorfer, but I just think you get this horse running on on the turf. I think could uh, can can take to the uh, the sod nice and nice and well. Uh, also sprinting, I think, is right up this horse's alley. So uh, showed nice speed last out. I think it showed similar speed uh, coming out of the uh, the gate. I think we'll sit a nice trip, uh, sit, you know, saving ground behind the leaders and uh, tip out for a nice run late. Uh, do have a, also again another nice uh, another nice uh, late pace figure. Uh, on this horse as well. Uh, again, some question marks in this race, but uh, I'm going to go with uh, the three, Amity Road. 
Yeah, ran a career best last time in the first start as a gelding, showing that speed. And I, I take your point about the, the pedigree angle. And you always love when those horses that, that stand out on late pace are going to be positioned in the top flight. That should be the case with Amity Road as well. Dallas, what did you make Amity Road? And uh, tell us about the market. Yeah, here. high, wide, and handsome here, Peter. It is the favorite at $4.60, so a slightly better 7 to 2 um, yeah, but the, the, the two the two additional entries, which probably won't run, are they, they're five to one equal. Both of them are five to one or six dollars. But it really is. There's nothing between about a half a dozen of these. Uh, the top one, I make the rules four to four to one or five dollars fractional, six dollars fifty. So a fat five. Uh, so that's uh, eleven to two. So a fat five to one uh, for more than Conquer. As mentioned, Amity Road four sixty in favourite. Six to one for Mister Extension. Seven to one for Ready to Fly. Nine to two for Kingdom Warrior. So you get the picture. It, it is a case of throw them up in the air and pick up the sticks in this race for from a, as far as even finding the favourite point of view in the market. So high, wide, and handsome. The official rating for that race, Pete. <laughs> I like that one. That's not that's not a term. I thought that was a horse when you first <laughs> when you first said it. What is that? You'll have to explain to us what that means. Oh uh, well, it's it's an old Australian term, which uh, it sort of means that it's. Uh, up and uh, up for grabs or whatever, but I don't ex- actually know when you say it and you try to break it down, what the hell does it mean? <laughs> I was absolutely lost. It it's not a – it might be – Just accept that it means – just accept the race, is, the race is totally up for grabs. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Pick up sticks is a good one too. Yeah. That one's a little more intuitive. Yeah. Race 10. We've got Jersey bread allowance types, six furlongs on the dirt with $75,000 in the pot in this one. Matt, what do we like? Uh, I'm gonna go with the uh, I'm gonna go with the one uh, Smithwick's Smithwick's spice, if I can say that. Um, again, I think it's a nice trip. Uh, second off the uh, second off the layoff, uh, you know, or yeah, came came in off a long layoff in last in the last race uh, at, at Monmouth. Um, you know, again, I just that classic speed and fade, which I always like, comes back in 20 days. I like that as well. Uh, and again, just on the trainer side of things, you know, second off uh, second off a layoff. Of, of that length, you know, we're looking at over 200 days off, um, you know, hitting that 18%, 42% in the money, but a nice positive 17% ROI. Median win price as well, you know, 1060. I don't know if we'll get that uh, today. Maybe we will. I guess we'll, uh, we'll have to ask Dallas on that one, but uh, I'm going to go with both the ones. <laughs> All right. What's the word, Dallas? What uh, price is uh, no, Smithwick no. or Smithwick we're, Spice and, and the rest of these? We're generous, not silly. <laughs> Smithwick Spice is equal favourite with On The Come Up. $3.50 in, in decimal language, 5 to 2 fractional. Uh, and they are ahead of number 4, which is going down the page. Really, uh, Number 3, I should say, down the page. $5.50 or 9 to 2, third pick. And next in the market is um, Counterfeit Currency at uh, $7.50 or a fat 6 to 1, Pete. We move on to our featured race of the day, the Mr. Prospector Stakes, six furlongs with 100,000 in the pot, field of nine going postward on the morning line, drafted was made the favorite. Dallas, are you in accordance with that? Yeah, in accordance. I haven't uh, seen the morning line because I'm working off uh, the uh, the earlier form guide, but uh, we're five to two, so I'm not sure how that compares with the morning line. So $3.50 is our current favorite, just ahead of Greeley and Ben. We did debate around who should be favourite in this race, so there was a couple of different opinions, so I wouldn't be surprised to see them chop and change throughout betting. Greeley and Ben is 3 to 1 or $4, uh, $4 on the decimal. And next in the market, Milton the Monster, number 6, at $6 or 5 to 1. 
I think you probably did right making Drafted the favorite, just taking a quick look at this race, and it does appear that there's plenty of pace in here, and Drafted looks to be pretty clearly the best closer, at least looking at the Timeform US pace ratings. How do you see it, Matt? I think that's the way you got to play this race. I do see a lot of pace signed on here. Um, one, I'm not, I don't believe, Dallas, you mentioned uh, that I'm going to go with and uh, try to just go as fast as we can, as far as we can, and that's the nine Hollywood Jet. Uh, you know, nothing, uh, you know, <laughs> horse really hasn't done much wrong. Yeah, actually, it is probably the um, – we get a lot of different price sources in, so, you know, without boring people about how we do it, and it was probably the most uh, variant horse – on the card like we've had it marked as short as nine to two some of our assessors are marked at 15 to one but we've gone up at eight dollars or um or seven to one with it so it was probably the uh most uh hotly debated horse on the card i should say <laughs> well at least I'm, i think i might be onto something there again but you know it was anytime you see uh, ones across the board in the form right in a, in a 10 plus uh Length winner, sure, it's going to draw attention. I mean, this horse has to step up, but again, has beaten similar. You go back to that Parks race, uh, when was that? Uh, like well, a month ago? I mean, this March. horse runs, it seems like, every other day. But you, know, you go back to that uh, Parks race on March, uh, yeah, going back to March 7th. Um, I thought that was a similar you know, stakes field. Again, going six. Um, I think this horse can get to the lead. And uh, just to throw another one of those uh, off off a win last out again, like I said before, you know, fifty percent winners, six for twelve. So uh, also twenty five percent. Not bad. Yeah, not 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 bad at all. Um, let's talk about the final race of the day, the race that will most likely decide the winner of the Pick Your Prize contest that Matt will be participating in. And of course, an opportunity to uh, make a fixed odds wager as well with this field of eight $12,000 claimers, mile and a 16th on the turf. I should just interject that it, depending on which ADW you are playing on, and actually, even if you're not playing, no, one of the ADWs lets you sign up pretty much last minute. But both for, um, for if you're playing in person or you're playing on TVG, you need to sign up like pretty much when you're hearing this message, I would say, if you're listening to this. You can't just uh, pick your prize the way it works. You can't just dive in at the last second. So feel free to reach out to Brian Skirka. More information about the Pick Your Prize contest on monmouthpark.com. But again, that contest likely to be decided by this closing race. Do you have a strong opinion on it, Matt? Uh, no, I would say I don't have the strongest of opinion. And uh, yeah, that's where you don't want to be in uh, cash. Well, what do you do in that situation? Do you try to have major stand before that? Do you just allow yourself to be super flexible in the last race? What's your approach when you don't love the last race? I mean, it's it's the classic attorney answer, right? It depends. Um, right. But it's, it's, you know, the way, the, the, so the way that I handicap, contest i handicap back to front and i think that's important too because a you're not burning brain fuel early on races that you may not want to play but you know this pete the late races are what really decide and where you're really going to put your money to work so you know i do start from the back and move and move front um you know again i kind of this was a race that confused me a bit um i did end up on the favorite um on the couch nine to five on the morning line uh again just this is going to be a wait and see kind of race, you know, just like, like Dallas said, I, I agree with him. And when it comes to how the weather has played into some of these, uh, some of these races, especially on the turf, you know, if you look at this horse last out at Monmouth, you know, on a good, good turf going a mile um, came from the clouds and just got up by a nose. Um, you know, again, I have the only triple digit late pace figure in the field and the next closest is 14 points less. So that's a big deal to me. And I'll certainly be looking at this horse, but again, 
you know, really going to depend if, if hopefully I have enough nice bankroll by then where I can maybe protect or, or not play at all. But, uh, you know, if I get to the last race, uh, it's going to be a tough decision, but hopefully I get somewhat of a price on the, on the three on the couch is where I'll go. I'd be very surprised if Dallas doesn't have on the couch as the favorite. Am I right about that? And how short? Surprise. Uh, $3.70 it is. So that's somewhere between, right, well, actually splitting, splitting the middle at 5 to 2 and 3 to 1. We've got Miracle Silver favorite uh, at $3.20. Um, yeah, pretty, um, yeah, pretty. Pretty rock solid from our from our assessors that this will this will start favourite. We we as as we always say, Pete, we can be wrong and where we're wrong, that's good because that means the the gamblers out there are right and normally have a fill up. So um and especially in the last race, it's not just contests where people bet up in the last. It's usually any everywhere where people bet up in the last as well too. So if we're wrong, there could be a bit of a fill up for the punters in the last. But anyway, our market is three dollars twenty miracle silver which is a fat two to one, or there's probably a US price for that, but you can tell who there is. Um, and as I said, on the couch, somewhere between the five to two and three to one mark, $3.70. And next in line is bird's eye view at four to one or $5 decimal. Interesting. Yeah, I was I was expecting the Delgado factor to, to push things over over the top. Nothing against uh, uh, Mike Dini, who trains bird's eye view, but with the Delgado barn in, in flying form, I was thinking you guys might might go in that direction. But we'll see. We'll see how it ends up because, of course, where the favorite starts, uh, not necessarily where the favorite finishes. Exactly. Exactly. All right, gentlemen, we, we've done we've done what we can do here. All 12 races. We don't usually do a full card on this show, but we got to 12 races in, in just over 30 minutes. I'm pleased with that. Let's get to traveling and we'll reconvene in a few hours at beautiful Monmouth Park. Make sure to go down. Um, what, what's the best place to tell people to go, Dallas, if they're interested well, in fixed odds? For everybody listening in the tournament, uh, they are going to have their own machine in the, uh, the turf club room. They're ready to go. So anyone playing there. We'll come in and uh, have a bit of a bit of a chat with a few people early in the day to let them know how to do it. But that'll be up and running. But yes, on the main, the easiest place is the main line of the main grandstand. That's where I'm usually hanging out and uh, keeping an eye on things there. And usually got a pocket full of free five dollar vouchers as well too, which have been very well received. I'm a very popular person there, Peter. It's amazing, <laughs> it's amazing what happens when you give out money on a regular basis. <laughs> Not, get very, very popular. Get very, very popular. Uh, yeah, but that's probably the easiest way is just come in, pop in and say good day to us on the main line of the main grandstand. Pretty easy to find. And, um, yeah, and good luck. And always there to answer any questions you like. And hopefully, Pete, we're only about four, maybe five weeks away of talking about the online platform and the move of fixed odds into the online world, which, as we know, makes a hell of a lot of an enormous difference. Oh yeah, different different ball game for sure when that gets rolled out. But I know a lot of punters have been enjoying this soft launch. It continues on Saturday, Betmakers Day. If you're a regular listener, especially, feel and you're going to be at Mama, feel free to hit me up. I'd love to come and meet up and and you know take you on a little tutorial of the the fixed odds piece of things. And hey, we probably can get you one of those five uh, five dollar oh, vouchers we'll too. Probably also shout him a drink in the Betmakers room, Pete. If um, if uh, if. If that all worked out too, I'm sure we're, you know, as you know, we're pretty generous when it comes to that. <laughs> yes, I've been, I've been the recipient of that uh, particular <laughs> hospitality before. Um, great stuff. So yeah, just holler at me. Folks know how to get in touch with me by now, I think. But Twitter is at Looms Boldly. You can hit me up there or the contact page over at InTheMoneyPodcast.com. That's it. We're out of here, boys. Uh, thank you, Matt Vagvolgi. Thank you, Dallas Baker. Thank you, Mammoth Park. Thank you, Betmakers, for putting this uh, special show together. Um, 
Quick thank you to our founding partners, 10 Strike Racing and the Thoroughbred Retirement Foundation. But most of all, I want to thank all of you, the listeners, for making these shows so much fun to do. This show has been a production of In The Money Media. Our business manager is Drew Coatney. Our chief creative officer is Jonathan Kinchin. I'm Peter Thomas Fornatel. May you win all your photos.